0: You know, when we get into talking about like intuition and, and, and purpose as a leader and this kind of stuff, it's really interesting where that kind of conversation may go. And when I lean into those kind of topics, I am always curious and I want to investigate and learn more of the how-to, tell me how, tell me how, tell me how, when in some ways, I think I've realized that I don't really necessarily need to know the how. I just need to learn how to trust myself. What I'm trying to say, said another way, right? Is, is I have all the answers for the problems I face. And so do you. And so what does it look like to radically trust yourself, to be guided by intuition, to be guided and in tuned? and aligned with your body, because you know what the next step is. So why are you, or why aren't you, taking that step? So today I have a a very fun conversation with uh, somebody I might call Fairy Yoda. (laughs) Sasha, I hope you're listening to this. My guest is Sasha Lipskaya, and she's wonderful. And she's going to teach you today about... uh, leaning into your intuition, uh, being led by your purpose, uh, how to be in touch with your body, and really how to be the ruckus maker that you're called to be. Hey, it's Daniel, and welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, a show for ruckus makers, those out-of-the-box leaders making change happen in education. And we'll be right back after these messages from our show sponsors. Learn how to recruit, develop, retain, and inspire outstanding individuals and teams to deliver on the vision of your school in Leading People, a Certificate in School Management and Leadership course from Harvard. Leading People runs from February 2nd to March 2nd, 2022. Apply by January 21st. Get started at betterleadersbetterschools.com Harvard. Are you automatically tracking online student participation data during COVID? Innovative school leaders across the country have started tracking online student participation using TeachFX because it's one of the most powerful ways to improve student outcomes during COVID, especially for English learners and students of color. Learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer at teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash B-L-B-S. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning, whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at organizedbinder.com. Hello, Ruckus Makers. Today I'm joined by, uh, some might even call her my Yoda, potentially. We'll see. (laughs) But Sasha uh, Livskaya helps her powerful clients get clarity on who they really are, become magnetic to what they desire, and embody their purpose by getting out of their minds and into the truth of their hearts so they can feel aligned and worthy in their relationships and their mission in the world. Over the past 20 years, Sasha's work has integrated a variety of healing modalities, mystical traditions, decolonial practices, theatrical and movement-based therapeutic art, yogic philosophy, mindset coaching, and sacred sexuality with a focus on guiding her clients to rewire their nervous systems while helping them reconnect to the wisdom of their body and intuition connect with Sasha. We'll link up in the show notes, uh, her website, YouTube channel. I'm always watching her live videos and the Being Brave with Sasha Lipskaya podcast. Sasha or Yoda, welcome <laughs> to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. Oh my God. I love that you brought that in. Please call me Yoda.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring in a bunch from our uh, Facebook message. So it'll, it'll be great. Now I lost my notes, so we're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're gonna tell that story. But if if I remember correctly, I want to say the intro story we wanted to share with the Ruckus Makers. I think it had to do with with you deciding to basically kind of like uproot yourself and leave it all, and mm-hmm. then maybe leave it all again and that kind of thing. So can you bring us to that story, Sasha?
1: Sure. I, you know, I love that you lost your notes because I feel like that's weaving into how. I see this uprooting process um, that I've experienced many times and I instigate, right? So it's kind of like losing your notes on purpose. That's what I'm getting right now. You know, it's like I had all this plan here, I had this vision, I had this, you know, this incredible opportunity over here. It was all great. Ah, ah, You know, and it's literally uprooting your tree because the roots are not receiving the nutrients that you know they need. And it's not because That wasn't great, right? The soil wasn't right at the time that it was there, but it's, it's the desire to create a ruckus and basically sacrifice, like really sacrifice my idea of who I'm supposed to be for who I can become. Mm -hmm. And Never really knowing what that is, right? That's so that's the trust factor of creating a ruckus and being like, yes, I'm prepared for it. I I wouldn't be called to otherwise, but I don't know what this hero's journey is gonna. I don't know the road of trials. I have no idea. So, you know, my journey with my life has been about kind of feeling into the truth of my heart that led me to yes, say yes to a lot of things and then pivot like dramatically pivot. I'm also an actor. So that's one of the things that I'm always (laughs) called to create drama, right? So then you're like, oh my goodness. Okay, now what? Everything has been destroyed. Um, But then you recognize that the destruction actually created really, really fertile soil. And what you have is compost. And then you can create a really beautiful environment for whatever seeds you really want to plant coming from the environment you're in and creating a more beautiful world right? So I left my many careers. I was an actor. I was an academic. um, I was kind of gearing towards academia for a while. I was a coach. Then I left that into academia. And I was also a fitness professional for a (laughs) a little while. And it was always focused on helping people, again, helping people remember how powerful they are and come back to the truth. But that led me to seek my own truth, obviously. And I recognized that the art of helping people do that required a space that I could only truly bring into being by rebirthing myself. And so leaving my academic career was the last big pivot that brought me into the online coaching world again, but this time really firmly because I literally left everything. My stuff went in storage. I I left the country. It was like all of it. So that I could have literally just like the fertile ground and just my tree. (laughs) And it's been growing ever since. And that also brought upon many other uprootings that were a little smaller in nature, but still kind of what is what is the identity I'm willing to sacrifice for who I can become today? Yeah.
0: So thank you. (laughs) Tell me more about that uprooting process and this uh, this last one that was big for you from academia, you know, to to more coaching. Ah, Um, Yeah. The reason why I like to frame the context a bit, you know, there's a lot of school leaders, there's a lot of yeah. school leaders writing in, just mm. really contemplating everything. Right. Yeah. And, uh, if it's, if it's right, I want to encourage them to stick with it. Right. We need, we need awesome people, ruckus mm-hmm. makers serving in, in education, mm. but for some people a, a move might be right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. any, any yeah. wisdom there you'd like to share?
1: Yes. Thank you for that. Um, You know, it always, again, it comes back to the truth of of your heart in the moment, always, right? So anything I share comes from that experience of knowing that academia and teaching, I've always kind of seen myself as a teacher and taught different ways of teaching, right? But wanting to be part of education was rooted in the intention to transform people's experience of themselves so that they can experience the world and create a better world in a different way, right? In a capacity of, I'm empowered to bring more love, to bring more joy, to, be, to literally help people create more miracles with what they have, right? That. Um, and when I was in academia, I was, you know, very much in love with the, again, the concept and the identity of learning, of discussion, right? Of contemplation like that that the art of contemplation right and, and and again discovering yourself through another through a class through a teacher what i discovered for me though is that i really thrive in this very hmm i want to say rebellious creative expression so i don't like to follow roles or frameworks. And I did, and I, and I recognize the, the need for them, right. In academia, in certain environments. But what I recognize is because my department specifically was very rooted in, again, intersectional feminism, uh, discourse analysis, you know, it was very heavy in critical race theory. Like a lot of things were brought in that still came to me, um, now I'm a woman, right? I'm in a feminine body. I, I, I'm i white passing, although I'm not like my grandfather was Native American, like I'm part Jewish, I'm Russian, like I'm all over the place. But I saw my kind of privileged position and I didn't know how to participate in the discussion and really see how we could effectively implement change and social justice. And again, like decolonialize, not just structures, but ourselves, from the position of that ivory tower that was very very um i would say it kind of immersed in discussion and this is what i think right and kind of getting caught in your own story in what you think and not really being in the world and then i saw the other side of it which was the activist side which a lot of students were part of but that was on the other spe- side of the spectrum right it's like let's just break everything down and i did not feel that I could contribute to either by being this kind of rebellious, reckless-making person that also felt very called to stay very specific, very personal, but also very universal, right? So I I didn't see how to do that from the ivory tower if I stayed and had to teach a curriculum, right, and follow the rules. And I also saw a lot of what I felt was... Um, just kind of misaligned action on, on 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 the part of the governing body of the university, even though it was supposed to be very progressive. I saw mistreatment of my supervisor, who was a woman of color, in this department that was supposed to be very progressive. I I felt that kind of separation again from you know, kind of, again, the the classical media theory, communications model to what is needed now, considering what's happening in the world. And I did not know how to bridge the gap again from being in the world, being actively involved in education, having the experience of learning and actually doing it from a classroom did not feel exciting, inspiring, or productive. So I, I was there and it was great. And then the whole time it was just kind of like, you know, like that. And At the same time, I do have to say that I have had thoughts, right, of going back and maybe even getting my PhD down the line if the environment invites this, this, this ruckus making crazy person in, right? So I just being really aligned to what I can bring and and being very clear about where and what department would actually feel enriched by it and could enrich me so that we can enrich the world, right? So- I don't know if this helps anyone, but I feel like, again, for me, it was a decision of, do I feel like I can be who I really am here? And and will I be inspired to keep growing into who I really am? Again, sacrificing an identity, or will I want to hang on to the identity and the comfort and the structure? And I felt that yes, if I stayed, it would be a battle that wouldn't last very long because I couldn't really stay playing onto the structure because just no. But so, so I was I immediately kind of withdrew. Although I was, I'm going to do a PhD, and then you know a year in, I was like, no way. <laughs> and also, and and may I just add that I, there is another part to it that is a little bit more. <laughs> A little bit more real. I was working and like actually, you know, connected to a lot of PhD students and again academics, and they were all miserable. And I was just like, you know what? I don't. If it's it's for the letters after my name, and this is the only like way, this is the no. There's there has to be another way. <laughs> so I will I will I will leave it up to you guys. I'm sure there are incredible departments out there, and mine was good, but that's how it was. It was misery and constriction. <laughs> it was just like. <laughs> but I have a lot of respect and honor. Like I honor those that do stay, because if I wasn't for my supervisor, who you know had to do the work, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't be here, right? So the, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. So uh, you know, you, you talk in there, and I really appreciate you sh- sharing your story. Uh, and there was an identification that you couldn't be your full self. It sounds like in the setting, so maybe that's a part of the litmus test. Is mm-hmm. there anything else you'd say, though, to the to ruckus maker? Just contemplating what's mm-hmm. next. Because, for example, I saw, I saw a principal post. Uh, basically, it was, hey, I'm thinking about joining industry. And I've mm-hmm. never thought that in his service, like 20 years or something, right? Yeah. And in, in, there's so much going on, right, politically or with uh, pandemic still. Obviously, all of that in in uh, mm. schools are getting beaten up and so are educators, you know. So I think that obviously has a big impact into his thinking. But is there is there anything else you would say to somebody like that?
1: Yes. So, again, uh, this comes back. To, this comes back to the simplest thing and being the tree, right? Being the tree. You can't feed and protect and contribute to the world, if you are not fed and contributing to yourself. So part of my, I want to be myself, it's not this selfish, like just let me be myself, right? Which yes, was the case when I was 20, but it still comes from a very healthy desire to fully express what I only I can in the greatest, again, the Holy Grail question, how can I serve the whole, right? I have this Holy Grail, I found it. Well, now I have to return to the real world and I have to bring it back. And I have to then allow myself to, Come back, really integrate it while totally different. Right. So I will say this your journey, your hero's journey brought you where you are. The next step should, should now, the word should, I don't like it, but in this case, it's important. It should come from the space within you that knows that this choice will empower you to gift more of your love to the world. I know it sounds esoteric, but that's the truth, because if you don't feel it flowing through you, that desire to create change, that desire to teach, right, to connect, to inspire, you, even though you might have the perfect opportunity to do that in academia or in a school, right, if you're not feeling that spark, you absolutely will not express the fullness of your potential and you will feel it and it will start eating you alive like a cancer right so it's almost always like a it's almost always like a question of will this empower literally empower who I really want to be in the world this choice will this empower who I really want to be or will this empower my idea of myself This is really helpful language. My idea of myself might want a degree, might want a job title, might want a classroom, might think that she or he cannot or they can't do the work without that. But that's my idea. And the ruckus maker says, what if that's not true? What if I can teach even more deeply, even more widely, look at you, right? Even more widely. I don't know how yet, but the path will appear when I actually choose to be empowered in fully honoring whatever my mission has been, in my heart, right? And knowing that help will come, support will come, structures will appear, but they will actually appear around the fullness of my potential. And I won't have to squeeze myself into something that doesn't serve. And I know that the scariest thing to do is usually the most true. And again, fear, not the fear of I'm going to die, but the fear of my ego is going to die. <laughs> knowing the difference there but it's always how do you know the difference the ego is the one telling you you're an idiot and you will fail and you don't know what you're doing right and your higher self that i'm going to empower my truth is going to tell you what if it works imagine what you can create
0: right
1: imagine the way you can create and once you feel that if that is like oh my god yes you 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 just you go you go and the
0: bridge appears Right. It was that Marianne Williamson or something. It's, it's my light, not my darkness, right? That most frightened yes. us.
1: It's terrifying. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you're talking, you know, it, it sounds a lot about embodiment of purpose. You know, mm. I think that's what, what you do. Yeah. Uh, would you say that that's what your purpose is, is teaching mm. others how to embody theirs or is it, is it something different? How, how do you know and how do you define it?
1: Mm. I've always felt that my purpose was to, to embody whatever brings me the most joy. So right now in this period of my life, coaching and teaching and creating brings me the most joy. And so when I embody those roles, they're still roles, right? I feel that I'm in my purpose. So it almost always comes from. That Again, that same question of how can I serve the whole from the truth of my heart? So I would say my purpose right now is absolutely helping others step into the power of like actual physical power of this instrument and learning how to activate the nervous system that's been shut down, rejected, neglected, rewired to fit the world that they don't want to live in so that they can embody their purpose. And my personal purpose, I feel, is to be an example of that often. Not because I'm, you know, and and not, not showing anything off, but to walk that energy of, I feel in my purpose, so everything I do is purposeful. And knowing to create structure around it, knowing when to let go, is always coming from that. What is my purpose asking me to do right now? But my purpose is helping other people step into theirs, right? So it's always directed from, how can I serve you? How can I serve the three of you? How can I serve the 20 of you, right? And what is the truth of the moment calling for? So embodying the purpose itself. It's interesting because the word purpose, I feel, has so many connotations around. It's like It's vocation, it's work, right? It's vision. When I talk about purpose, I feel that it is the, the, it's the experience of discovering yourself every single day. So that is your purpose, is to discover more of who you are every single day. Yeah.
0: Mm. What a rewarding journey to be on, (laughs) discovering yourself more and more every single day. Mm -hmm. These days, I I think, you know, I have some that I call my just cause, which is to connect, grow and mentor every school leader who wants to level up. And that certainly is inspiring and and motivating, you know, how I show up and, and how I serve and that kind of thing. Um, I'm pretty clear on that, but Mm. if I'm listening, I'm a ruckus maker here and, uh, yeah, listening to the wonderful Sasha and these ideas are getting really exciting. What what does it look like to be coached on or, or, you know, if you haven't found that purpose, like Mm. what Mm. do you, how do you do that? (laughs) Yeah,
1: this is a good question. It's so simple and it's the hardest job you'll ever (laughs) have. It's like because it, because the question defines the answer, right? So, the reason coaching and teaching is so powerful, right? It's because you're helping people step into the truth of themselves that only they know. Hmm. And so, your job, again, my job, the reason we're trained to do it, the reason we practice it is because knowing what question to ask and how to create that space for someone to witness their truth. Not only witness it, but to allow it to come into the body so that they can then embody it, and then to actually trust what it's asking of them. That is how you find your purpose. Now, the questions to ask are very simple Who do you think you are? Who are you? Who do you want to be? And what is it that you most desire? That's it. But contemplating these questions from a place, again, from a place of deep connection to the truth is is an art, right? It's an actual art form that we have to relearn. We come into the world already knowing this. In utero, we communicate with the world, right? There is actual research. Our intuition is there. It's our first language. Our ability to sense who we are and what we want, like an animal does. And then Mm. we're trained to forget it. And so relearning your own most natural language and way of communicating with something that is guiding you, you can call it whatever you want, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. That something is how you find your purpose. You can't find it. You, you reveal it, you Hmm. reveal it. And then when you do, you will know what it is because you'll remember it. It won't be something you learned or you read in a book or I said, and you're like, that's inspiring. I'm going to be, take my, that's my purpose now, right? It's, I've known this since I was three. I just didn't have the words for it. I didn't know how it looked. I didn't know how to implement action to take, to get to it. But now that I can vocalize it from where I am, now that I can see my path leading me to revealing it, now that I can actually step into who I am and who I think I am, isn't running the show. I can embody it because I'm ready to, right? We're not doing the right thing because we're not ready often. We just, we need to bang our head against the wall and suffer a little bit more until it becomes unbearable. And that is the beauty of the drama of life, right? It's
0: like, yeah, seriously. I
1: don't want to suffer anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Pain-free potentially. Okay. Uh, I like that reframe from identification to revealing. That's mm-hmm. that's really that's that's my biggest insight so far in our conversation. I want to talk about the body, you know, and, and trust in your body. We're mm-hmm. going to get to that in just a second. We're going to pause uh, just for a message from three sponsors and then we'll be right back. Learn how to successfully navigate change, shape your school success, and lead your teams with Harvard's certificate in school management and leadership. Get world class Harvard faculty research specifically adapted for pre-K through 12 schools, self-paced online professional development that fits your schedule. Apply now at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. The BLBS podcast is brought to you by Teach FX. Research shows that the more students speak in class, the more they learn and the better they perform. TeachFX has helped hundreds of schools increase their student engagement by visualizing for teachers what portions of class are teacher talk, should be less, and student talk, should be more. Get a 20% discount on TeachFX by using the special code for the Ruckus Maker Nation. That's at teachfx.com slash And lastly, uh, today's show is proudly sponsored by Organized Binder, a program which gives students daily exposure to goal setting, reflective learning, time and task management, study strategies, organizational skills, and more. Organized Binder's color-coded system is implemented by the teacher through parallel process with students, helping them create a predictable and dependable classroom routine. You can learn more and improve your students' executive functioning at OrganizedBinder.com. All right, we're back with uh, Mayota Sa- Sasha Lipskaya, We've been talking about embodying um, our our purpose, right? And being able to uh, be uh, intuitive in terms of how we show up as leaders. And, and I wanted to talk to you, Sasha, about like, what does it mean to be in touch with like your body? You know, sometimes I hear this quote, um, the body knows the score. And I don't know if that is relevant to what we're talking about here or not, but it is um, that I'm interested in and I don't know if that's an area, uh, you know, of growth and opportunity for me. Right. So listening to my body, like being intuitive in that sense, what, what would you have to say around that?
1: Oh, yeah, seriously. Which time do you have? Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, I, yes, that you just mentioned some, you know, a book that was very, it's very, I, I recommend to everybody, um, the body keeps a score, which mm. is all about releasing trauma through the body. Um, there's also a beautiful book called um, "You Didn't Start With You," which has a way of kind of again reframing and explaining a theory that it's not only what you've absorbed right through your lifetime and trauma and experiences. Not everybody might relate to the word trauma, but the body can be traumatized without you know without us thinking that we are. And so it's explaining this idea that we come into the world already kind of absorbed into certain <sighs> energetic bodies that come from our parents, our mom's womb, quite literally, her nervous system, right? So it didn't start with you. So that that kind of... Um, Uh, research and literature helps to, it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong, right? I I believe, and again, this is coming back to the body. Why why do I keep saying to myself and everybody Mm -hmm. I work with, it comes back to the truth of your heart, right? But if you're disconnected from your heart, if you don't know how to listen to your heart, you're not going to know what it is, right? So the truth of your heart means that you are not only able to step into physically, right? Actually know the practice to get into the body, but it is then allowing that to guide you and moving and breathing and talking and allowing your voice to match the frequency of what's true, which you know the difference. You know, if you hear somebody like Simon Sinek, right, for example, do a TED talk, it's not so much of what he says that creates this Feeling of inspiration, right? And just kind of tingling to take action. It is how, it is how he reveals that truth, right? It is that vibration, his voice, the way he moves his body, his concentration, the way he holds the container. And it is because he's extremely, from my, from my point of view anyway, my experience of him energetically, he's extremely in integrity and aligned to his heart's purpose and and he's very passionate about sharing how he got there right so again it's not like he was just like dropped in hello and here i am this it's an experience of revealing the truth your purpose will change it will transform right but the truth can't be right or wrong it's just what is and so getting into the body and allowing yourself to discover how it keeps the score right? And this is where we go into, let's say, shadow work, right? Or reparenting yourself, right? Internal family systems. There are a lot of things. And yes, I work with all those things. I'm not a psychotherapist. I'm not a trauma therapist, but I do involve a lot of Carl Jung's kind of research and Ken Wilber. And I have a lot of teachers that I train with that we do know that there is absolute relevance and need and beauty in looking at our past as a potential to reveal how we have been hiding the truth of our hearts, right? And what we've created to protect ourselves from the world and each other and how that then protects our greatest gifts, right? And that's why stepping into the heart is so important because it will reveal a lot of pain a lot of the time. And that's why we don't want to go there, right? We're like, it hurts. Nobody teaches us how to be with our own needs when we're little. So we just kind of avoid that whole area. And so step into your heart, you know, love yourself. What does that even mean? So it is, it is not only an art form, it is, it is a, it's a retraining. And that's why I speak about the nervous system, which I feel really kind of encompasses what embodying your truth means. It means allowing your nervous system, the way you experience the world to integrate, to literally rewire, just like we say, neuropathways that you need to construct, your new ones for beliefs, but your beliefs begin in how you feel. And that's why I'm talking about getting into the body first, because the way we create beliefs is we feel something, we have a thought about it, right? And then we have a belief, and then we embody that belief. I am stuck at my job, right? Like you can feel it. I am a ruckus maker. Yeah, maybe I, you know, maybe I need to get more into the body, but I'm a ruckus you know, so I can feel it in your body. So you intuitively have been rewiring your nervous system by the way that you choose who you who you work with, how you work, what you do, right? So again, it doesn't mean becoming an athlete or a dancer or a yogi. It means stepping into your body as a non-negotiable, sacred, I will say sacred, every single day, like Sacred practice, like we, you know, like we go to the bathroom and take a shower, actually attuning your nervous system to where you're at, starting with how do I feel? What do I need? What do I want? How can I create it? Right. But really knowing that the only way you'll get to the the part that is joyful and open and peaceful is through going through all the layers of self-protection that we've created. And that does require literally stepping into the, like the, the bottom, like visualizing the bottom. And this is why visualization, touch, intention setting, right? All of the practices that we have that came from the East, right? The, the Tai Chi and all Qigong people, there's a reason why these exist. Because they help you step into everything that you are. And actually tap into the one thing that can support you, your life force, and then direct it, right? Direct it through your body to activate your nervous system and allow you to reveal the truth so that you can then take action that is productive and that you can integrate into the world and actually create what you want. Not what someone else wants or your idea, again, of yourself wants. And you will feel the difference when you are in touch with your body, but not just because you're moving it all the time, because you're moving it with intention and because you have a practice that is very specific. So it's like you're going to the gym, right? You're going to the embodiment, nervous system retraining, heart opening, womb awakening. You can call it whatever you want. Again, when I say womb, I don't mean just women, the space beneath your navel that creates life, right? That space. It doesn't matter what you. You, what organs you have, you have that energetic center and activating it, bringing it online allows you to tap into, again, this is the quantum field of information around you and then align yourself to the truth of what you're here to do and then work with that field to create it. And that that is healing. As you do that work, as you're aligned, you are healing yourself while helping heal the world. So you're not out there trying to save the world and then come back to you, right? Like oxygen mask. and the, No, no, you literally, the process of embodying your truth and working with yourself as that conduit is healing to your nervous system. And through that, it heals others because you are in the embodiment of it. Like that work of, I want to call art, but that work of embodied purpose, right? That is empowering to other people, not overwhelming and not distracting or feels out of reach, right? We all know that as well. It's like, well, I could never, you know, be that. Well, that's a pose. You're looking at a pose. You're looking at an identity. Simon Cynic, to me, again, Simon Cynic, or, you know, whoever, it feels like I could totally do that.
0: Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's just going to be my message, but I can do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I'm really appreciative of uh, everything we're covering today. When it comes to the intuition piece or the body, um, or a purpose. What I'm what I'm hearing is, I think something that we offer right here, it's about being an authentic leader. And you know, you kept bringing up Simon Sinek, and, and his message resonates because he is aligned, right? He is authentic, and so people can sniff that out. I guess, right? We're really good at knowing if, uh, yeah, you're aligned or lying, I guess, (laughs) you know, so that's, that's super interesting. Thank you um, for that. Uh, Before the last two questions I ask everybody, I do want to bring the the Facebook message into the conversation because I I try to be vulnerable and uh, authentic, you know, with the ruckus makers that, that listen and stuff. And I shared with you, I'm like, oh no, like, which is funny, right? Because you have a podcast. It's great. And you learn you learned this intro call sort of format from me. Yeah. Yes. And then our, our, our process yeah. to prepare and frame this uh, <laughs> podcast, uh, I lost my notes. I don't know where they are. It's like so bizarre, but probably what had to happen, like something like this hasn't happened since 2015 when I lost the two of the first podcasts I've ever recorded. So that I don't know what, what I'm supposed to be taught with that yet. But for me, I I want to share with the ruckus maker. I I still said yes to this show, even without the notes, because we do have a connection in chemistry and history. And this is all about trusting yourself, right? So I trusted that we would create uh, something special together, but is there anything else that you want to want to add? Because for many people, I get the last thing I'll say, I could have hidden. I could have quit. These are all things I thought about, right? Uh, but instead, I decided to show up committed to we were going to record a podcast. So anything else you'd like to add?
1: Yeah. So, OK, this what what serves right now? What serves? Actually, that's what I want to weave in. The question is, what serves? What serves my my mission, my vision? That again, the truth of my heart, you know that, right? I want to serve. And I love to every day kind of give myself a challenge, right? How can I serve deeper? And often it comes back to the question of, How can I trust more that I am ready to serve as deeply as I want, regardless of what happens? And if anything happens, it's happening so that I can learn to trust deeper and serve even more. So when something like this happened, when you shared it with me, I was like, that's an invitation to trust even deeper, which to me is the best spiritual curriculum one could have. And again, with the clearly, right? Very benevolent because this container, like you said, we have a history. It's not like you didn't know who you were talking to. So you knew that we would carry it. It was easier for you to trust than someone you barely know. However, you still needed to kind of (laughs) make a decision and you could have rescheduled like, no, you know, it would have been totally fine. I feel to say that seeing everything that goes against what you planned right? Or even shows you your own vulnerabilities, like how could I lose my, right? Seeing everything as an invitation to either feel empowered that you are ready for the challenge of how you're going to create a better ruckus or feeling defeated, right? That you're not rising to your own expectations. Now, again, which one is coming from the truth of your heart? That's very simple. If the hiding comes from the truth of your heart, I fully trust that you need it to hide, right? I'd be like, you know, he just needs to hide. It's in that, like his heart saying, this is not the right thing to do right now. You know, I'm going to really make an ass of myself. Why, why do that? Right. There are points in our life when quitting is the, the path of the heart. It's like, I don't care what anyone says, it's about judgment or pleasing people. The truth is this is not going to serve. Right. But if I get my pride in order and humbly say, how could I serve moving the podcast for another day? Great. And I trust that. Right? That's the most challenging thing for me to do is to trust, well, which one will empower me? And what I would I would wanna add to that is that <laughs> giving yourself recognition for how hard it is re- retrains right, your nervous system to allow for the, that empowering decision to occur and for you to take it, right? It's like saying, yeah, go, yeah, like go me. I could have done this, but I did this and this feels good. And look at what happened. That was great. And your mind goes, "Oh, let's do that again. Right? So next time it happens, it's going to be a lot easier for your nervous system to let you make the decision that will actually empower you and go into your heart and not create a whole story about how, you know, when you were three, that didn't work. And when you were 15, somebody yelled at you and you never doing it again. Right. So, which is again, what we do, right? We're living the past And then we're projecting into the future. (laughs) So so getting present, getting into the heart and get what will serve the moment, right? What will serve my vision the most? And what is the truth of my heart asking me to do to serve? And it will be very clear. There will be literally no negotiation. You will know because it will feel like warm tingles. I'm giving you right now, like it literally feels like warm tingles, although they might feel a little scary because you might not be used to it, but you'll know them. It's like, oh, that is the right thing to do. (laughs) Right, and then just breathing into it, and then I would say one more thing, just kind of closing your eyes and saying, "What if it's the best thing I ever do? What if it's the best thing i ever do let me let me surprise myself either way, I'm gonna be awesome, but let me surprise myself with how how much I trust and how how like amazingly prepared I actually am for this thing I think I just screwed up right <laughs> like yeah, so. But I love that we're doing this.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So much, so many good lessons there. But uh, again, generous reframes and in, in terms of the potential and possibility, yeah. if you if you're open to saying yes, yeah. you know. Um, and I love the idea of like, what what is what serves in yeah. this moment. So yeah. thank you for that.
1: Yeah, Danny. One more th- sorry. One more thing. I'll add. It always comes mm-hmm. with how do I want to feel, right? How do I want to mm-hmm. feel? That's mm-hmm. the truth. I want to feel inspired and good and helpful and loving all right so which one will help that? <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: yep, yeah yeah mm-hmm. perfect so sasha what message would you put on all school marquees across the globe if you could do so for just a day
1: mm-hmm. i would put a question the question would be <sighs> mm, what is the most loving thing i could do right now That's it. That's probably all it needs to be.
0: That's good. And if you were building your school from the ground up and you weren't limited by any resources, your only limitation was your Mm. imagination. How would you build your dream school? What would be the top three guiding principles?
1: Mm. Always tell the truth of your heart. (laughs) Trust your intuition. Listen deeply and with love. And the last thing I will
0: add to that
1: is remember who you are.
0: Yeah. It's a good reminder that we've heard as a threat, you know, throughout our conversation. So we covered a lot of really helpful information throughout this whole conversation of everything we discussed today. What's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember?
1: (laughs) That they are the one they want to follow. So become, embody, live as the leader that you're looking for in your family, in the way that you take care of your body, in the way that you meet somebody on the street or order coffee, and then bring that into the classroom, bring that into everything that you do with even more inspiration because your whole life will conspire to help you do that. Become, embody, and live as the leader that you want to follow. Yeah.